Folks, greetings to all of you and welcome here. Uh, appreciate you stopping in. Um, I'm going to do two things today. I'm going to cover two things. One, I'm going to go over the news, but I'm going to do that quickly and it'll be light because of what's actually not happening. But yet, something is building and I want to show you that. And also, uh, some were asking the question, can I get a hint of when the rapture, when God might interfere? Well, I've kind of got some signals of what I would be looking for. I'd be looking for signals that come out of the out of uh, Israel that might let me know that that would be a time maybe, you know, this is going to be my conjecture and part of this, that it might be time for God to step in. Okay, uh, next I'm going to go into some scripture, but this has to do with something that uh, I had said in my last video that I got a strong response from. Now, what's curious is it wasn't in the replies. Many asked for my email, and many people replied, uh, Ross, can you please explain a little bit more when I said it's not over until God says it's over? And that was in regards to us and our family members, us and our close friends that we believe are not saved. And I said, okay, that's fine. And they say they're going to burn in hell. And I says, hold on a second, not so fast. Let's think this one through. Okay, and I have some scripture to show you that I'm going to get started on, and then I'm going to elaborate as time goes on. Um, so that's coming up. Now let me get right into the news, and I'm probably going to go right into some of my notes. But what's actually happening here, uh, there, okay, I've got it up so we can, we can see it. And uh, I want to, first on the list was going to be um, uh, the judicial overhaul within Israel. This is key, and, and the reason I say it's key, and I believe that it is, is because this is a major want and change in Israel that would be for the good if Netanyahu was able to change the judicial system. Okay, so let me kind of explain that to you a little bit. And then also a little bit of the news. Let's, let's do the news first, okay? So, new regional powers in Saudi Arabia, Iran. Uh, we see a shift here that's taking place. Iran strongly controls those proxies in Yemen, Lebanon, and soon will have more control in Syria. Iran is supportive of Hamas in Gaza Strip. This is happening, folks, as we speak. This is taking place in uh, the Middle East right now. So my point is, is that this shift being part of Scripture, where and how is that found? Okay, so I'm going to take you over then to Ephesians 6.12, and I think most of you already know this, but let me, let me just point it out to you, because this is now starting to come into play, and by the way, this is going to be talked about again in another part of Scripture. All right, so, for we wrestle not against the flesh and blood. So that's talking about us right now today. So we're going to go to war with someone, a neighbor, whatever. It really doesn't have anything to do with it. What it does have to do with, but, we, but against principalities, okay, against powers and against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So what is that actually, what is that actually telling me when we go back to the to the Middle East news, it's pointing something out to me here, and that is is when these wicked powers manage to start taking control, 
And then God is going to put people into certain places, princes. Okay, well, it's actually, let's give you a scripture for that too. Um, God is going to start moving things around. Let's go down here to Daniel 2, 21, and he changes the times and the seasons. Now, this is Daniel speaking of God, of course. He removeth kings, and he setteth up kings, and he gives wisdom unto the wise, and knowledge unto you, unto them that know understanding. That's you, folks. You're searching. You will be given that wisdom to understand what he's talking about as he puts these kings and changes seasons, allowing to happen what it is that is going to eventually be God's will. All right, so let's go back again um, to what I'm doing here, what I'm talking about. Uh, in the region, within the Middle East, what we're actually really seeing here right now, folks, this is all coming to fruition. This is happening, folks. Iran is only getting stronger. America is growing weaker. Okay, the Middle East power shift, that's what's taking place. When's the rapture going to happen, Ross? With this information here, we may have just a little more time to go as God continues to put into place what it is that is um, needed okay, for his plan to unfold. But we know what the plan is. We've got the wisdom and knowledge to understand, right? Okay, so with that in mind, that's the Middle East news. But the judicial system, and that's the part that I wanted to talk to you about just for a moment, you're aware of what an activist is. An activist is a person that is trying to do something that would be against the law, but make it because of popularity. Well, there's more people that want this, and the law says we can't have it, so therefore, if we protest, if we riot enough, then we will get our way. Okay, It will influence the courts, where the courts or judges cannot be advocates. They have to be solid to the law. They have to interpret it the way the law was meant to be, to apply it the way it was originally meant to be, regardless of what the activists say. So an activist is a person that's going to join a bunch of protesters and say, yeah, I'm definitely for something, that even though it may be against the law. Okay, then if it's taken to a court, the judge has to rule against the activists, if that's the case has to rule against them. Well, if there's enough commotion, eventually a judge might give in. Or here's the other thing. We can try to elect judges that are activists. That just makes sense. That kind of come around a whole circle there in thinking. What we need to do is we need to put judges into place that think and act like activists, then we get our way. Those that are saying that we don't necessarily want to make a new law or rule. We just want to break the one that we have so we can have our way. Okay, folks, this is exactly what's happening within Israel, within their courts. Their courts are activists. So if a new leader comes in, like Benjamin Netanyahu, and he says, look, he says, folks, you can't take you, the, the, the judicial system, you can't take and become activists. You, we have to set new rules and laws that make the judges stick and adhere to the laws that were created by the people. They went through the proper process, and here in America, it, it goes into our uh, House of Representatives. They make what they call a law. It's given to the Senate. The Senate approves it, it goes to the President, the President signs it, and it becomes law. That's how it works. Then it takes a judge to interpret all of that to make sure it comes out right. Well, Netanyahu, that's basically what it is, is the leader. 
makes up the rules and the laws. But it's but what it is that the people want. Well, what got Netanyahu into office? Is he said, I'm going to change this judicial system to remove the activists and put in those that follow the real laws, the laws that the people have asked and Benjamin Netanyahu has put into place. The last administration within Israel were left-leaning, forget about the rights of people that we should give in to, which is not law, that that is not law, and that we should give in to them, so they elected activists for judges. Netanyahu's trying to remove them there. You've got Israel in its situation, what's going on. This is what I meant when I said earlier, what is a sign that we're looking for that God would be interested in intervening. We could picture of what it is that is God's plan. And we can see him saying, I'm not trying to think the way God thinks. Please don't. I can't do that. That's impossible. And I can't predict here. I'm not a prophet. I can only say what it is that I see. And one of the things is, is that Israel is going the wrong direction in a very powerful way if the judges are not changed. And the way that it's headed is left-leaning socialism, the beginning of socialism. That's a whole other subject. We won't get into it. It goes from there to basically a communism, which is only and can be controlled only by an authoritarian regime. So you see Israel's headed the wrong direction. Netanyahu's trying to stop it. And at this particular point, getting the resistance from the activists and the activists have activists for judges to help back them up in hopes that Netanyahu does not succeed and that would be to put the law back into place again and judges that interpret the law properly. So this is one of those points of contention within Israel that is seen to me as something very serious and I don't think can go on too much longer. Now, the next thing is, is when is God going to step in? Let's also remember what I just got done explaining to you in regards to God rearranging things so that they all fit and they all work, putting the kings, the prince, the powers into place so that it'll unfold properly. And Iran is becoming uh, very powerful in the fact that Saudi Arabia which as long as it was with America, America with Saudi Arabia stood up against Iran. When America, and that's why I wrote in my notes there, I put down in the bottom here, this is what made me say this. Let's see if we can show you this. I put it down here. Iran is only getting stronger. You can see right here that I made that. America is growing weaker. And that is because Saudi Arabia, again, what they're wanting to do is, is they're trying to be on the side of the most power. They don't want to go to war. And Iran is in the process of developing a nuclear weapon. It would be to their best interest to befriend Iran. Well, that's not the only ones. China is becoming powerful, too, in great numbers. And, and Russia, uh, when it turns around, it is being supported by China. It's being supported by Iran. So they're not out of the picture, even though Russia is making some, I think, some amazing, very curious, huge mistakes. Uh, as it goes forward. But again, I explain that because I see Russia is part of one of the wounded heads in Revelation 13. That's another subject 
even though I have gone into that before and have mentioned it before. So, folks, the today's news and, and everything that's happening, don't think things aren't going on. It's just not like we would like to see them, right? That kind of makes sense. I think it does. Folks, let's move on. Uh, the end of today's video, folks, thank you very, very much for stopping in. I do appreciate it. Now, if you wish to continue, this would be like almost another video that I'm going to be making because of my response from my last video when I said to the loved ones you believe are not saved that that is the end of them and they will burn in hell. And I don't believe that's true. And I, I'm willing to show you that. So, folks, thank you again for stopping in. If you want to call it a close and a quit right here, I totally understand. But I'm going to go over some scripture from this point on. Okay? All right. I'm going to put this away. And I'm going to get into an understanding of Revelation 20 that is given me in my interpretation. Again, you never take my word for it. You always go to Scripture. Right, folks? Okay. You read it, and then you meditate, you think about it, take it to prayer, and then you have the Holy Spirit guide you. Your learning does not come from me or other YouTube sites. Your learning and understanding comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is an active, in your, is very active in your life, providing you really do believe Jesus is your Savior. God says that is a gift. Jesus says that is a gift. That's in Scripture. Okay, as Jesus was ascending, he said to the disciples, when they asked who will be our teacher, he says, for I will send you the gift of the Holy Spirit. So when you pray, you pray in Jesus' name to God the Father, and you ask him for you know, the understanding given to you through the Holy Spirit, not me. Okay, we got that squared away. I've, I've always got to say that uh, people treat me as if, well, anyway, another, another point. Let me get over here right now to it. I'm going to read part of this, and then I'm going to get into explaining it in more detail. And again... Those that are saved, those that are not saved. Let's get into what it actually says. Revelation 20, I'm going to take you right to it. It says, and I saw uh, an angel come down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a, and a great chain in his hand. So he's going to lasso Satan, and he laid hold of dragon, the old serpent, devil Satan. Uh, paraphrasing, I hope you folks understand, obviously, obviously I guess. And bound him a thousand years. Here is the start of the millennium. You have it right here. In a thousand years. This is the end of the tribulation. And cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up. And set a seal upon him. That he should not deceive the nations no more. Till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that he must be loosed a little season. Let's do a little understanding. Who, folks, let me ask you the question. This is for you to think about. Who is deceiving the world today? How is that happening? Read this again and take this to heart. That he should deceive the nations no more. Who? One throwing into the bottomless pit. Who? Satan. Who's deceiving the world? Satan, what's the war all about in Revelation 12? Satan is removed, that he deceives the world during that first three and a half years. Israel's able to sacrifice. As I said, Scripture backs Scripture up. I've read this before, and that's why I understood that the war in heaven was for three and a half years. Michael and his angels, Satan and his, was nothing more than a detention, a retention, 
a holding Satan back that he can no longer at that time deceive so that the Israeli people can sacrifice in their newly built temple. All right, let's get back to what we were talking about again, those saved. Okay, some of the family members, oh, they're, they're not saved, you know, they're, they're going to be going to hell, and that just worries me and scares me. All right, now, we know that he's locked up and he's going to be in there, but a time will come to where he's going to be led out for what's known as a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received the mark upon their forehead or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Who's that, folks? The believers, those that believe Jesus. These are the, the people also that made it through the period of the tribulation. Now, they may have been become martyrs. In other words, they died for their belief. But what is it that's going to happen to them? that they had not taken the sign, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So that makes sense to me. But the rest of the dead, here it comes. Now, hang in there with me. Now, the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Folks, let's take a break here for a second, okay? The first resurrection was our Lord Jesus Christ ascends up into heaven. He, became, he was the one that, after his death, came back to life along with many others there's others that came back to life again the graves opened up and they came out so this was the first resurrection now who was with Jesus when he was brought back to life we those you those are the people that Jesus agreed to to die for that God gave him so this takes a little bit of deep study. But what it is, is, is you were with Jesus when he was baptized. Um, John the Baptist said, well, who am I to baptize you? And Jesus told him, do as you're told. And it, it wasn't because Jesus needed the baptism. It's because those with him were to be baptized. So now those that were with him were baptized. Those suffered the death. The first death, when the death was finished, Jesus reigned again, came back alive again. You were with him. That's the first resurrection. Okay, so you were part of that. Now let's go on with scripture. If you can understand that, that makes sense to you. Let's go on with some more scripture here. Okay. Uh, let's see. We were all the way down here. <clears throat> but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection those that were with Jesus. Blessed and holy is he that hath part of the first resurrection. That's you, folks. On such the second death has no power, but they shall be, those of the first part, priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. Interesting. That's you. If you believe Jesus as your Savior. And when the thousand years had expired... Satan was loosed out of his prison. And he shall go forth to see the nations which are on the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, 
Now, this was the news that I gave you earlier, and I want you to think about this for a second. Gog and Magog. Gog is a principality of power that is strong. Magog is basically the following. And we understand that through other scriptures. Now, a lot of people say that the Gog is Russia. Well, it's a most northern power. So if what we're seeing being rearranged right now in the Middle East happens to turn out to be a great power that would be millions of people, would be China, Russia, and maybe some other added together. So there's a Gog of this gathering to gather them together to do battle. Okay. Um, Satan comes out of his prison. He is to go out to deceive. Here he comes again. He's been, the deceiving has stopped, and now it's coming about. The nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to do battle. Okay. The number of whom is the sand of the sea. This gives you a wonder about who Gog is, because that can't really just only be one nation. This has to be a combination of. So you might want to rethink who Gog and Magog is. And they went up to the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints. Here in the earth during the thousand-year reign, there are going to be camps of saints so it's not all just the saints and the beloved city and fire came down from god out of heaven and devoured them so who did he devour again gog and magog gathered together to do battle in great huge numbers against those compassed the camp of the saints about god came out of heaven and devoured them, and the devil deceived them, was cast into the lake of fire brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet uh, and shall be tormented day and night forever. This is the end of Satan, and he's locked up. There is no war here. They encompassed the saints' camps, but they were not allowed to do anything because God came out and he took and threw them in to the bottomless pit. And I saw, now, folks, from this point on, what I have done is I've explained to you an understanding of Satan and his works and how powerful he is and how God is controlling this situation. And the first part of the video, if you're still with me, that's a wonderful thing. The first part of the video, I explained how it was that the powers are being assembled by God. And they're going to be playing out exactly as God wants them to. And I'm showing you Satan's role. And then the other part was that I wanted to explain to you was that those that believe that because someone didn't believe Jesus as their Savior, or they don't think they did, that that's the end of them. They're going to be thrown into the bottomless pit. And I'm saying, hold on a second. It's not finished until God's done. And here's where we pick up now, okay? Uh, now I'm going to start putting emphasis in that, into that understanding. All right, number 11 here. Now, and I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. The earth fled away. Okay, so a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was no place found for them. It's almost as if these people are suspended. 
Okay, but they're here before the great white throne judgment. Okay, let's go on to the next page. Uh, it never fails. These pages can glue themselves together when you least expect it. Alrighty. Now, great white throne judgment. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God and the books were opened. Whoa. Books were opened. And another book was opened. If you can understand, take into consideration that you want to understand what this other book is about. Because you would think that if he opened up the books, that would be it. But now all of a sudden, here comes a separate book and another book was opened, which is the book of life. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Now, this is not all conclusive. I've got to say this right now, folks. I've, I've got to get this out. This study of mine, and I'm revealing it to you, and the reason I've held back on it for so long, because it's not all conclusive. It's not 100% exhaustive. This is still a wonder. And I believe within time it will make more sense, because that's how it seems that God reveals himself to us. It's within time. But if I get you out ahead and I have you falling into place here, all of a sudden you start thinking, okay, there's more to come. And this is about those that have not accepted Jesus as their Savior. I think, I believe, you know, Ross's conjecture. But I'm showing you scripture and I'm asking you to take it you know, into prayer and ask the Holy Spirit for his guidance. Uh, your replies here will definitely be appreciated. Okay, the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. Whoa, hold on, okay. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. There is still a judgment taking place here, folks. This isn't just, okay, it's over and done with. Black and white, click, light switch goes off. No, 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 no. Now, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it. This is pretty much everybody. Well, it is everybody. And death and hell delivered up the dead, which were in them. They that did not believe Jesus that died prior to, but yet Jesus had told them. They were given a chance. That's another subject. I know that can really get off into, okay. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. Now, the, the folks, the, the saints are done. They're gone. This is a finished deal for them. And the death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The first death was you with Jesus. Okay, so if Jesus died for you and you accepted Jesus as your Savior, the first death is done, but there's a second death, and that's for those who do not believe. And whoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So there has to be some place a book with who is found written in okay at this particular time because it says whoever was not found so there has to be some that were found they were thrown into the cast of lake and fire now folks this in itself is very revealing because that doesn't mean that every single one from that point on gets thrown into the lake of fire. We understand then that there's a judgment that comes about. All right. 
I'll let you take that from there. Let me go on one, one further here. I'm going to take you right to my notes, folks. This is partial of my study. I'm going to put this before you. And uh, I'm going to recap basically what it is that I just got done saying and explaining to you. Revelation 25, live not 1,000 years, we're finished. First resurrection, Jesus, plural, more than one. Second resurrection and the end of the first reign or the, the thousand years. Revelation 20, two and three, shall deceive the nations no more. We talked about this earlier. Who's deceiving the nations today then? It's Satan. And at this particular time, Satan won't ever be allowed to deceive the nations anymore. So we're, um, let's see, where are the nations getting their <laughs> deceived from? <laughs> Never mind. These are just my notes. Just go along with it, okay? So those that are being deceived right now are being deceived because of of Satan and Satan is no longer so the nations will not any longer be deceived Antichrist came out of and I have two references here 11 and 17 11 7 beast of the bottomless pit uh, Revelation 17 8 again out of the bottomless pit uh, Satan uh, is in and out more than a couple of times here or well, a couple of times for sure as he was deceiving but then he stopped from um, if you're saved, Jesus took care of your second death. There, there is no second death for you. Second death was the separation between your spirit and your body. That was what Jesus talked about with Adam and Eve. But surely you, surely you will die, but they didn't die. But then he gave them the ability to put the spirit back into the body again or with the body. So first death, separation of soul and body. That didn't happen. So uh, they're here. Put this into four classes of people. Okay, four classes. Old Testament saints, they're going to reign. Okay. Church, they're going to reign. Tribulation martyrs, they're going to reign. All of these with God. God forever. The tribulation saints, living, worship not the beast. So... In other words, the tribulation saints that did not take the mark. So when people say first and second resurrection, what are they talking about? Jesus is in the first resurrection. Okay? And then what you have is those that continue that were not within that first resurrection. But they had martyred themselves too, or they were the tribulation saints, which is those that came over overpowered Satan and his power and probably unto death the church which of course was the gospel given unto him and then you have you have to go into the Old Testament and you have to understand those saints I saw the dead okay equals unsaved Revelation 2012 that's helpful Hades shoal grave Hades is a temporary place a bussel hell bottomless pit so in scripture, when one or the other is being talked about a temporary holding place, the other one is the bottomless pit. That's the end. That's the end of the, the millennial that, that is talked about then. That's those that are thrown into the bottomless pit. These others can be seen, Hades and Shoal is a temporary place. Probably not a good place to be in. 
First Peter 3, Jesus preached unto the spirits in prison. So if you understand preaching and declaring victory. So spirits in prison. Your spirit, those who were dead, <clears throat> thousand years brought back up again. Those that sleep, Daniel 12, 2. I want people to understand that because so many people uh, have said, uh, Ross, when it comes to Thessalonians and Paul, <clears throat> when a person dies, they go up into heaven. And I said, no, they enter into a deep sleep. So I want to take you to Daniel 12, 1 and 2. And I want to read this and we're going to conclude here. Folks, enough for you to... to um, I, I trust that many of you are thirsting for understanding. <clears throat> let me be the start of that and let the Holy Spirit finish it up with proper teaching. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, let's see if I got this shown. Yes, I do. Uh, and at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth before the children of the people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since was a nation ever to that uh, even to that same time. And at that time, <clears throat> the people shall be delivered up, every one that shall be found written in the book. What's this talking about here? This is not the end of the tribulation, folks. Okay, this is something that's happening at the end because it says right here, that shall be found written in the book. Here's that book that I'm trying to tell you about. That, and then the other book was opened. So, so important. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall wake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Folks, <clears throat> this in its own self, just understanding this impartial, as more will be given to us as time unfolds. But it's not over for those that you see that are not saying out loud that they believe Jesus as their Savior. Maybe they said it one time, but you say, oh, gee, they're just not acting like it. They're not like you that is searching. And that, by the way, deserves a special crown. That's how important it is for those that are like you. But that doesn't mean it's the end of them. I'm going to have more on this, and I may actually, well, oh, I'm going to have more on this. I want to explain. But let me go back to what I said in that video, my last not this video today, but the one before that got so much attention is when I said, you may have family and relatives and friends, people that you're very close to, and you wonder about their salvation. According to my understanding and scripture given to me is that it's not over with until God says it is and he does at the great white throne judgment and it's obvious not all get thrown into the pit of hell good folks until something else comes up in the news I'm gonna let it go with that uh, if you stuck with me through all of this a special God blessing to all of you folks that are thirsty and hunger hungry and you want an understanding to be given to you let me start you on your path if you want to read scripture again and take it to heart, take it to mind, take it to our Heavenly Father, and in Jesus' name pray that the Holy Spirit enlighten you.
And I pray that to the Heavenly Father in Jesus' name for you. It's a special blessing to you folks, all of you that are hungry and thirsty and searching. I hope this was helpful. Remember, I'm not the one that teaches you. All as I did was took you to Scripture. Folks, until next Sunday, special blessing to all of you and our Heavenly Father. Blessing to you in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, next Sunday or if something else pops up.